2: Hello and welcome to Breaking the Crayola Podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and on this week's podcast, the lads are taking a much-deserved Thanksgiving break. That said, we've still got some great content lined up for you guys. We've got Jeff Rousseau and Paul Doucette, who are the composing duo behind the Apple TV Plus hit series for All Mankind, which is coming back for Season 4, so looking forward to see that. So sit back, relax, listen, or watch, however you're consuming this podcast, and I'll be back with you. After the break, it's it's happening. Just it doesn't matter. It's just gonna happen.
3: Yeah. Um, wait, man. Take charge. <laughs> We're just doing it.
2: I'm 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 actually kind of surprised. So it's it's Friday, Friday um, evening for you all, right? About seventeen thirty.
1: Afternoon seventeen thirty. Okay. Where are you?
2: I am in South Korea.
1: You're in South Korea. Oh. Okay, yeah.
2: do I look like I'm
1: no, but that that's why you're referring to time and 24 hour time and what day it is and all this other stuff.
2: Yes, um, 24 hour time because I'm in the military and I'm a Where's weird that? kid. When I was a kid, I always did that which is strange, oh, um, but right. at least at least I paid it for it right at least I joined the military yeah. so it wasn't too weird theory. later. Were your my parents ther- in the military? No. So that's just
3: something you just picked up on your own. Just a
2: weird kid. That
1: that might be, that might've actually been an indicator as to what your job was going
3: to be later. Maybe. Yeah.
2: Man, I'm very jealous of your studio. I'm I'm looking back. You've got keyboards. This is awesome. Very awesome.
3: You guys got it made. We're in his studio. We're not in (laughs) mine. Mine would be Uh, much
2: Well, so first off, let me introduce myself. My name is Brandon Jones. I'm from LRM Online slash the Genreverse Podcast Network. I'm very excited to be talking to both of you, Jeff Rousseau and Paul Doucette. See, I know exactly who you are. Um, So, uh, you know, growing up, Matchbox 20, super fun band to listen to uh, growing up. And Paul Rousseau, like uh, you get to work on just the nerdiest stuff that that gets my blood pumping right so things like altered carbon and star trek pick one right so discovery uh picard strange new worlds uh, umbrella academy legion so i don't you know, think when I... have
3: enough time in the day to list <laughs> his whole
2: <laughs> Which, <laughs>
3: man, every show on television That's gonna be man
2: just if it's a nerd thing, it sounds like you, you've you touched it. And so, uh, for me, it was very exciting to talk to you, especially to talk to you both about, all, or about I'm sorry, about uh, For All Mankind, which I, I know you all probably get tired of hearing this. It's one of these shows where if someone hasn't seen it, someone that has seen it is like, why aren't you watching the show? Right. It yeah. is the reason why you own an Apple TV. So, that's it's, it's a very exciting uh, show to be talking to you all about. Um, I guess the first question I wanted to ask you all was, um, Paul, this is a question for you. So to the best of my knowledge, you came in on season three, is that right?
3: I came in on season two, writing some additional stuff on on season two. Okay. Season three, I, I kind of got elevated.
2: Okay. Elevated. Um what is it like coming into a project because um season 1 is established there's a sound uh there's music going on you you come into this um for lack of a term well-oiled machine Jackie yeah. Price see it differently um what was that like
3: Well the good thing about this show is this show is constantly growing you know i mean it's it's inherent in in the concept of the show that it is going to keep expanding and so there's a language to the show that was established, but it's also a language that's evolving. So there was definitely enough room for me to find footing, but there was a great starting place for me to jump off of, which was kind of already established. And and
1: one one of the things, one of the hallmarks of the show is that in each, in each season, we've changed time periods. And even though we're not actually, um, we're not really making note of, taking too much note of that in the sound of the score, meaning like we started in the 60s and then ended in the 70s and then we went to the 90s and now we're going even farther into the future. It It is more like the tonality of the show is is shifting. The sound of it is not. And as that sort of grows, it's very easy, and it was very easy to 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 look at how to manifest that in the sound of the score and how Paul's input into that, you know, starting in the middle of season two and then working its way into season three and now into season four, um, is is really indicative of those those kinds of those kinds of changes. They're subtle and yet very apparent.
2: And so, how would you describe season one versus two versus three? Basically, are there overarching themes that you all have envisioned for um, how you think the show should sound based on what the story is for an individual season? How does that process work?
3: You know, there's there's a piece that starts every season. It's it's the first. There's every episode, every season one episode starts with this piano piece. And and that melody sort of has like a, almost Copeland-esque kind of feel to it. But because it's an alt history show, it turns in on itself and sort of then kind of that, that's kind of the basis for what I what kind of, when I came into this, I was like, well, that's kind of the basis of this whole thing. Like every piece seems to somewhat be connected to that kind of beginning piano piece which then just, it, it, it kind of always, it gives you enough room to sort of keep going various places, but there's always that home base that you can kind of keep coming back to in every single season.
1: That, that to me is also all tied to us really wanting to be, connected to all of these characters like one of the things that does throughline through you know through the entire series is the connection of the characters to one another and how they are with one another and this is i would say yes it's an alt history show people refer to this as a um, as a sci-fi show but i don't look at it like that i look at it like it's it's really it's really an emotional drama Yeah. Right. And because it's an emotional drama, what we can do is we can really play to that. We don't have to play to the wow, we're in space or going to Mars or going to the moon. You know, we don't have to play to that because that's, you know, that's there on screen. We don't need to we don't need to play to that. We we really need to play to and do play to the the um, intricacies of the of the um, of the relationships from between characters.
3: Yeah. And then also building on the tension of. The situations take it in. I mean, one thing that I think that we both kind of feel is that we're you know we're, the the way that the, that the guys really put the show together is they really up the tension as each season goes on, as the season as each season plays out. Like you just feel the tension even without the music. You're just like, well, right? Yeah, we, 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 I mean, even we have to. i up to that level mm-hmm. that they've established.
2: Yeah, what I love about the show is there are. Um, There is a lot of tension and drama, and the music absolutely adds to this because there there are musical cues that happen as things are moving slowly in space. And so there's an aspect of, for me, terror or horror as I watch the show as things slowly careen towards the cast or things very slowly happen because it's space, right? And the physics are are very realistic. And so uh, it's hard being in those moments where you can see a thing happen And the the cast is just is reacting to this thing is happening very slowly. Um, And I love it for that. It's very fantastic. Um, What are some of the challenges that you all had? So Jeff, I know you worked on a library for uh, the Star Trek stuff, uh, themes and motifs and things of that nature. Um, Here for all mankind, you all are, are making things up whole cloth. What were some of the challenges that you faced in doing that?
1: Uh, you know, actually, we do currently like try to figure out what thematic elements are going to be before a season starts. Um, it, it's sort of an important part of of getting ready to do any um, episodic television because, you know, especially especially when the episodic television actually tells a story throughout an entire season where the where season where episode one and episode 10 are connected and there's a through line between the entire thing. Um, you, you really do, and I know this is a, a, an overused saying, but we really do try to treat it like a 10 hour movie, right? We, we try to treat it like it's yeah. one long narrative. And in doing that, um, you know, before season three, there was like, Paul and I would sit down and talk about like, what are these th- themes gonna be? And they would get crafted early and then implemented score wise. And then of course, there's all kinds of other stuff that happens during the, the during the course of the production of the season and individual pieces need to be made, pieces of jazz music for Margot to play. You know, yeah. all, all this intricate stuff that happens um, in between these thematic elements. Um, you know, because we have, some of the same characters spanning season after season, not 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 as much much anymore. <laughs> but but we have had that spoilers. Uh, uh, oh right. No, anyway. actually no. Oh no no no. no, a, no. Yeah. We actually haven't seen anything we haven't yet. seen anything <laughs> before. Um, but but my point my point is we we get to implement those thematic elements and we get to tell that story as one sort of long um, one narrative and that. So when we talk about like pre-writing library music, I'm not saying that we're doing that, but we are sort of conceiving um the musical ideas for the season before we even see picture
3: yeah, like we're we're actually going to start that process relatively soon for season four of just sort of going, okay, what new you know thematic material can we find here because we you know we know the show that's the benefit of being on season four is. We know the show, we know, uh, you know, the way that this, this story that they, that they want to tell the story. Uh, we know the characters for the most part, the ones that, are, you know, obviously I'm sure there's going to be new ones, but you know, you have that benefit of, of having a language that you can build off of. So we can kind of start sort of having, you know, building up a well, some of the stuff might not get used, but at least it gets you thinking of like, okay, what are we going to do this season?
2: Sure. Um... For the, um, the process, you said you haven't seen anything for season four yet. What kind of collaborative process do you all have with the creators? Like, how does that part work? And sorry, as a layman, I-, I would just appreciate if you could walk me through, like, all right, we've been renewed for season four. And what what is the process between you and the remainder of the creative team to bring what you're doing to fruition?
1: Matt and Ben, who are the... the- The creators of the show and run the show and write the show with a with you know room full of writers and then they sort of are the architects of the entire thing. So for every season, there has been a phone call between me and Ben or me and Matt or both of them, and we discuss um, what it is they're looking for from an overall perspective musically. And you know, so in season one, that included Ron Moore because Ron Moore was way more um, involved in the day-to-day running of the show. That, that changed in seasons two and three, as far as I'm aware. I mean, in terms of my dialogue with, with, the, um, with production. But for the, at the beginning of every season, a conversation is had, and that's really the extent of it. That really is because we what we don't do on this shows, we don't do a proper spotting session. They send us a cut that has a temp, a temp score. A lot of that temp is music from previous seasons or um, from the original library um, or or or, you know, sometimes it's. Inception, and then we bang our heads against a wall. Um, we can't be. Yeah, I mean, it can't too be beat, Cannot be beat. Um, but that's really that's really the extent of it. And then there's a notes process where they review the score, um, and give us their feelings on on the score and what they want it to do. or If it's not doing that, or a little more of this, a little less of this, or this isn't really doing this. Or in some cases, um, no. Let's just use the temp that, that we had put in there, which was ours from the previous season or, or, you know what I mean? Um, so that's, that's really the extent of the sort of creative back and forth in, in this particular situation. Okay.
2: And Paul, you said that you, at this point, you know, the show, when it comes to the characters, have you all evolved um, any of the things that you're doing, given what you've seen on screen? So when you all start the process, you haven't seen anything you i assume you all watch the show after it's done um how does that inform what you do next
3: i actually try not to what i'll like check in at first just to like kind of scan through the first, but, but then like i kind of i don't i don't do you no yeah wow really, really? Hard. like i'm by the way i'm the same way you've got to you.
2: watch the show you work on it's it's amazing
3: well we <laughs> We've watched it many
1: times. I mean, hundreds of times you watch a show, like with all these things that I work on, Paul works on, you know, when you're in the middle of working on something, you literally could look at a scene 500 times. Yeah, it's
3: playing on a loop. Yeah. Like during the pandemic, I was working at home and and I I felt really bad for my wife because it was just (laughs) over and over and over again. Tracy saying something. It was just like, oh, my God, over and over and over again. Um, But... uh, yeah, I mean, I think the things definitely evolve. I mean, you know, the characters evolve. I mean, I think Ed is, is, a, is a great example of that. I mean, Ed's character arc from season one, which I did watch, um, to uh, to season three is pretty remarkable. I mean, he's like, he's like a much kinder, yeah. more sort of gentle character, a much more caring character than he was at the beginning of the show. Not that he was a terrible character, but he was just, he sort of evolved into this sort of, you know, getting a second chance at, at being a father and and just so much of that. so I, I do think there's a softness that that sort of evolves around him that sort of happened um, but all the characters have had like such a great arc. I mean every one of them, I mean, you know Gordo in, in season two, mm. yeah <laughs> yeah, but, but but I mean, I know. <laughs> But I mean, but like all of them is so great. So the score definitely, I think it goes back to what Jeff was saying before. I mean, we have sort of always, and you know, what was established in season one is sort of a, the approach is like it is really about playing the emotion, playing these characters and playing. It's not a typical action show score. Um, it's a much more sort of playing at the heart kind of score. So I mean, I think that's sort of allows for growth as the characters grow
2: sure um at this point do you all have what feels like an over how would you describe the overall theme for the show
3: how would you describe the overall
2: do you mean musically
3: or do you mean yes in in general a i'm sorry
2: musically yes um or have you even thought about it
3: Honestly, I mean, there's there's a there's a modern classical element, like uh, sort of um, influence. I think that's pretty strong on, uh, in the music. Um, it's it's sort of like that hopeful, sad, sort of combo. Um, you know, Lydian mode to get geeky. Uh, <laughs> um, like, um, you know, I, you can. I don't, you, I don't know what that means. Just... You know, you you know, being able to like you know. A lot of the show, I, 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 from a musical geek standpoint, a lot of the show does seem to be written in in like um, B flat minor, F sharp Lydian, that kind of stuff, and so it's sort of, um, you know, it gives you the ability to to play with notes that are almost there, yeah, but they're not quite hitting it yet. So it, it inherently gives you hope, but it inherently also has a sort of sadness to it. You can kind of, depending on the scene, you can kind of make that work in in both ways, which is kind of nice. So that to me is what the overall approach to the show has been.
1: But it's interesting because the show itself, now that we're going into season four, there's no more having to get used to this alternate reality, right? That really happened in season one, right. where the Russians beat us to the moon and that that sets off a, a um, that sets off a a, a a that sets off events that lead to where we are right now there's no more need yes. for us to lead that charge what we really now need to do aside from all that musical jargon that, that <laughs> Paul was talking about is to follow the drama as though, it's the real thing. Like here we are, this is life, this, right. is, this is the thing. And we have, to, we have to sort of track this emotional journey that these, that these yeah. characters are on. Now, it's interesting that we talk about hope um, because now that we do not have to, now that we do not have to tell the story of this is an alternate reality, this is now the reality. This is
3: just our reality.
1: The hope now is, well, how, in the back of my mind anyway, it's like, how do we get back? how do we get back to back on track that's the whole idea of the show to me is that something went off track and then set the entire timeline in a different direction and is it ever going to be possible to move that line back that's the that's the hope and the melancholy to me and and that's how to me, the music can sort of push and pull. It's like there's this hope, but there's this melancholy. The hope is maybe we can get back there. The melancholy is boy, did we fuck up.
3: Yeah, totally. And then the overall thing of the characters. I mean, because there is a melancholy to it. I mean, you have like like um, you know, you have relationships that never get fulfilled with Margot and 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 Sergey. Um, Sergey. Um God can remember. his Um you have um, you know, obviously we've lost pivotal characters um and and so and then you have these great sort of like lovely family moments uh in tough family moments um as well so you get there is a gamut to run in this in this show it kind of covers kind of everything <laughs> yeah really
2: and speaking of what you just said, I, I there's a particular song that I love, and I think it's from season three and I think it's called Margo and Sergei. Uh, it is
3: the piano, sorry The piano.
2: Yes, the piano. it is. It It's absolutely heartbreaking um, in, in a way. And it's it, there's a there is a yearning that's filled there. And what I love about Margo in particular, she's such an a unique character. And yeah. so it is it is, what does love look like through the eyes of a character like that? And this piece nails that. Um, and what I also think that you all are very good at is, so when I was asking about the overall theme, there is um, just this this human endeavor feeling, right? This consistent march. There, there are uh, march aspects to some of the music that you all do. And, and, and that opens up to hope for me. And so I, I really think that you guys... a really good job of bringing that forward um i could talk to you all forever i don't want to keep you forever um i I do have a couple more questions these are just nerd questions for me if you would indulge me for a bit uh both of you in bands um so do you all when you're not working do you all jam together and who plays what
3: (laughs) no you know what's funny is 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 we have recently talked about doing like a some sort of like weekly, monthly sort of jam thing. We don't actually. Wow. Yeah. We should. I don't
2: know. I'm shocked.
3: I've never been very good at jamming.
1: Yeah. I like <laughs> playing songs. I like playing songs. Playing songs is fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, have we ever played music together? Yes. Um. And I think that might be the question that you're you're asking. And that yeah. So as Paul said, the answer to that question is yes. Like, you know, we have sat down and played guitar together and or played music together. And, you know, obviously we've created together. Um,
3: we've also been sounding boards for each other. Like Jeff yeah. and I have a relationship that goes many years back. So we've been outside of of doing uh, film and TV work. We've been sounding boards for each other's work for many years. Yeah. So
1: there's a, there's a musical, there's certainly been a musical and, and obviously personal friendship that has gone for, on for a really long time, but we have shared, you know, Fun musical times as well as work. You know, it's it's not it's not all it's not all of that. But jamming, I think the answer is no. no, we'll
3: no <laughs> so we had we have talked about yes.
1: Maybe we will. So the yes. next time we talk, we'll yeah, be like, right. yeah, we've jammed now.
2: Yeah. I'm, we'll I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, and so for season four, um, without necessarily giving anything away, what are what are your hopes? What are you looking forward to for season four?
1: I mean, the hope is to get through season four. Yeah, um, you know, that's the that's always the hope. I mean, to be completely honest with you, neither one of us has seen a frame of picture, so we have zero clue as to what to expect from what's happening with the characters. Now, um, I have had you know cursory conversations with with Ben um, about it. But he didn't even tell me anything other than maybe we want to do a little bit of more of that thing we did in season three, or maybe we want to do a little bit less of that, you know, wasn't really specific. And until we see anything, we have really no
3: idea. I mean, I think the one thing we can probably count on based on the way that season one went into season two and season two went into season three, it's going to get bigger.
2: Right. Really?
3: I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, I think get bigger than I
2: Mars. Think, what's bigger?
3: What's beyond? I don't know. The Who universe. The, universe. <laughs> <laughs> the multiverse. That's awesome. The multiverse.
2: Right <laughs> I, and so Batman, and that's. Batman, yeah, so coming, like, yeah. Which one? Yeah. yeah, I I love that. the, the possibilities ben are endless. Ben affleck's ben or Batman? Batman. No,
3: <laughs> although I I like Ben <laughs> Affleck as, as Batman. I did like him as Batman. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> You do like, I like him. I like him. Um, I didn't necessarily like what they did with him, but I did like him.
3: I would would agree with that. I wish it was better. There was a better shot.
2: So getting slightly off track, I think that warehouse fight scene in Batman v Superman is probably one of the best um, Batman fight scenes or even probably one of the best comic book fight scenes, period. And I kind of wish they had carried that energy throughout for him, certainly. Like that.
3: Yeah something that big
2: yeah I can't imagine I can't imagine you're gonna score one one day are we gonna have you all working on a uh DC or Marvel project Jeff like a movie
3: (laughs) (laughs) maybe I don't know like
1: sure if they ask if they ask there's there's no reason to not but what
3: a challenge that would be yeah huge huge that would be and you know we do love a challenge
2: I I can't wait I can't wait to hear about it so thank you both gentlemen I really appreciate it it's been a blast
3: good
2: seeing you. Same. I'll take care. Have a good weekend. And I think we can leave it there. So if you like what you heard or watched, do all the socials, like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM online and the Genreverse podcast network have other great content where else, but on their websites, as well as YouTube for you to check out and consume, uh, jump on the discord. Let us know what you're thankful for. Uh, This holiday season, I am genuinely grateful for the lads. Um, Not only are they great to hang out with, I get to hang out with you all as well. As Jammer would say, uh, Breaking Geek Rare the podcast, is a panacea during rough times. And so uh, as as things have gotten rougher in time, it has definitely been a joy to sit here and spend time with you all. But like I said, jump on Discord. Let me know what you guys are grateful for. I'd love to take a look. All right. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you.